0: for Pro runner where we take just 10 minutes to get you smarter on the collision of tech, business, and politics. Sponsored by Bridge Bank. Be bold. Venture wisely. I'm Jeff Primack. On today's show, political fundraising goes virtual and grocery store clerks have become officially essential. But first, DC's plan to save America. The White House yesterday afternoon proposed a $1 trillion economic stimulus plan, which included both bailouts and loans for American businesses and personal checks that would be sent to individual taxpayers it's a huge number larger than the initial wall street bailouts and yet there are already worries that it's not large enough for example the washington post's jeff stein reports this morning that the individual checks could be for just around one thousand or twelve hundred dollars per person total one check in april one check in may for folks who've lost their jobs that's likely not going to be enough to pay the rent let alone to keep the lights on and stock the fridge And just to be clear, people are losing their jobs, with some estimates that the next new jobless claims report will be in the millions, not the thousands. One encouraging step, though, is that most of our partisan politicians do seem to be working together. The first two phases of the stimulus already passed both houses of Congress and have been signed by President Trump. The first one was around extra funding to agencies like the CDC and Small Business Administration, while the second, signed just last night, gives free coronavirus testing to those without health insurance, increases Medicaid and food security assistance, and expands access to paid sick leave. So the big questions now are what Congress will pass in terms of phase three and how soon. Doing nothing, or not doing much, is no longer an option. In 20 seconds, we'll go deeper and try to get answers from Axios political
1: reporter, Elena Treen. But first, this. Bridgebank believes in the risk takers, the game changers, and the disruptors, those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. That's why Bridgebank has been dedicated to providing financial solutions to sponsor backed emerging technology and growth companies for nearly two decades through its national network of banking teams and offices. Bridgebank is a division of Western Alliance Bank. Bridgebank, be bold, venture wisely. We're joined now by Axios political
0: reporter, Elena Treen. Let's start here with phase three, phase one and two of this economic uh, stimulus plan already passed by Congress, signed by President Trump. But this phase three, this trillion dollar proposal yesterday Big picture. Is there a lot of appetite in Congress for passing this, if not exactly the way it's proposed, at least pretty close?
2: Yes. The reason that is, is because the White House, particularly Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin, has been working hand in glove with people on Capitol Hill. He's been there every single day meeting with key leaders, including course, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. And so there's been a lot of discussion and negotiation between the two. And I think that it's actually really remarkable. I think that, you know, any other president probably would have a lot of trouble trying to get a massive stimulus package, you know, around $1 trillion through, especially a Republican and a Republican Senate. But this president has had a tight grip on his party, basically his entire administration, and it doesn't look like that's changing right now during this coronavirus response.
0: Speaking of that in relation, relationships. This also seems from the outside looking in, like the first time, yeah, the first time I can remember, at least, that it appears that the administration, at least uh, Treasury Secretary Mnuchin, Nancy Pelosi, the Democratic House leader, and Mitch McConnell, do to a certain extent all seem to be working together hand in glove. Am I wrong about that?
2: No, they are. There's definitely differences. And I think that we have seen some sparring, definitely behind the scenes, but even publicly. I mean, we've seen Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer has his own Phase 3 deal that he wants to put forward. We're going to most likely see Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell's Phase 3 version come out today as well. And so there's been some sparring on a lower level about this. But generally speaking, you're right. They have been working very well together. And I think that uh, no one's really trying to play partisan politics right now. I think that there's just no appetite for any of that that we normally see on Capitol Hill. It's very hard of course, to get things done normally. But right now, everyone recognizes the emergency need here to get money to small businesses, more supplies to hospitals and to communities across the country.
0: Elena, you're well sourced in the White House. I'm curious, the the official line coming from the president on down has of course been, you know, we've handled this very well. We were on top of it from the beginning. But we all know that's not actually true. They were very late to the game here. I'm curious, privately, do they acknowledge that? Or even privately, do they think they were on top of this from day one?
2: Uh, Depends who you speak with at the White House, like normally I'd say in this in this administration. Definitely people within the Health and Human Services Department and people within the White House privately will acknowledge that yes, they were very slow to this response. I've spoken with a lot of people at the White House about this. You know, people like Joe Grogan, who does a ton of work inside the White House on this issue. He's been playing more of a backseat role since he's not technically on the coronavirus task force, but he's been ringing the alarm on this since January. And we've seen the president really as late as last week, uh, still calling this not a very serious issue, saying that things will get better soon. Clearly his language and his rhetoric has changed this week on that. We've really started to see him in past days be more in line with what public health officials are saying on this. But no, there are people who will recognize that we were slow to this. We've seen this problem persist in Asia for several months now. Obviously, Italy got hit with it a lot harder before we did, and we're on that same track now. A huge thing that a lot of people are criticizing this White House about is if you look at the way that South Korea has responded to the virus and getting the number of testing out and trying to reduce the number of cases and the community spread there, America has been a lot slower in that respect and really a lot inferior, a lot more inferior in that respect as well. And that's definitely something people within the White House and the administration recognize.
0: The plan that came out of the White House yesterday, the trillion dollars, stimulus plan, but Chuck Schumer's got his own plan. Mitch McConnell will come out from with something outside of dollars, an amount of dollars. Are there any tangible kind of sticking points or differences right now that need to get hammered out?
2: Yes. So something that Republicans, um, and we've seen Senator Tom Cotton take a very active and leading role in this. Some of the sticking points definitely are the small businesses and how much money and assistance is going to corporations across the country. A classic difference between Democrats and Republicans, of course, is bailing out some of these bigger corporations that are really struggling on a big scale right now. Is it about giving
0: them the money or is it about the strings that would get attached to that money?
2: I think it's a mixture. I think that a lot of people, especially Democrats, some of the concerns that I've heard from them, just speaking with them on the Hill this week, is they think why should we be throwing all this money at them when these are big issues that we've had with them in the past? They're worried about kind of the precedent that this will set for future crises. When do you bail out big corporations, big banks, things along those lines? And those are things that Republicans, of course, are saying we need to just keep the economy afloat right now. And it's not a time to worry about, I guess, the nature or the precedent that this could set.
0: There were a handful of uh, senators, all Republican senators who voted yesterday against what did pass. When I look at it, how much of that do you think is philosophical? And how much of that is in part geographical? In other words, it seems that not exclusively, but a bunch of the folks who voted against are in areas where it has not been as the outbreak has not quite been as bad, where all the schools might not be closed, where the restaurants and bars aren't all closed.
2: It's a good question. I think, yes, I think some of almost all of the no's on this vote were from Republican senators, people like Senator Marsha Blackburn in Tennessee, Rand Paul in Kentucky. Yes, maybe the impact in their communities hasn't been as big. And that's something that we've seen across the board with just voters in general, people who are not taking this as seriously tend to be Republican and tend to be Trump voters. But I also think a lot of this was, there were some sticking points in the phase two deal or criticisms of the phase two deal that a lot of Republicans had raised the alarm on. They thought it didn't do enough for small businesses. They didn't think it did enough for industries hit hardest by the virus. And basically, Mitch McConnell had told them on Tuesday, you should gag and vote for it anyway, because we need to get on with this and get emergency funding passed. And I think that's why we didn't see as many no votes, actually, as there could have been on that yesterday. But it's a mixture of things. I think with anything in Congress, there's always everyone, you know, has a lot of people have big egos. They want to get what they think is best for their communities and these bills as well. And so there's a lot of infighting over it. We'll see a lot more of that over this phase three deal, though, than the phase two one.
0: I think the uh, the phrase uh, gag and vote for it anyway is probably going to be on Mitch McConnell's tombstone. Elena Treen, thank you so much for joining us. My final two
1: right after this. With offices and tech hubs throughout the country, including San Francisco, Boston, and Atlanta, and new offices in Seattle, Denver, and Chicago, Bridgebank continues to meet the innovation ecosystem wherever it thrives. And through its teams focused on technology and life sciences companies and the equity investors who fuel them, Bridgebank delivers a responsive, high touch client experience. Bridgebank is a division of Western. Alliance Bank, Bridge Bank. Be bold, venture wisely. Now it's time for my final two.
0: And first up is Zoom, the video conferencing tool that's become ubiquitous in our new work-from-home world. Axios's Kia Kukliacheva reports today that the service is now being used for political fundraising, including this past Tuesday when the Democratic National Committee used it for its first ever virtual fundraising event. The original plans were this was gonna be a small in-person event, but like everything else, things had to change. Around 75 people tuned in with the hosts, including a link within the Zoom dashboard for contributions with co-host Roy Bahat telling Axios that it was actually easier to collect the money this way than it is in his living room. The bottom line, expect this to become the 2020 election cycle's new normal. And finally, Minnesota Governor Tim Walz has officially declared food distribution workers as tier two emergency workers workers. That means store clerks, shelf stockers, butchers, etc. And the classification provides these folks with childcare so they can continue to work even as schools and daycares are closed. It's a reminder that first responders and healthcare professionals aren't our only essential workers right now. And we're done. Big thanks for listening. And to my producers, Tim Shovers and Naomi Shaven, have a great first day of spring. Yeah, that's today, even though it doesn't feel like it. And we'll be back on Monday with another Pro Rata Podcast.